Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning, hello. Welcome to worship. It is great to have you here on this January Sunday morning. Special welcome if you happen to be a visitor with us. We are glad that you are here. You see up on the screen, we have a tri-fold uh, welcome card that's in the pew rack in front of you. If you're a guest with us, we'd love to have you fill that out and put it in the offering plate later on in the service. We'd love to thank you for being here with us. I've got a few announcements. You may know that from time to time, Good Shepherd helps out with the Interfaith Hospitality Network, which is a ministry to homeless families, and we help out at the Methodist Church in Madeira, St. Paul's Methodist. And our next date for helping is rapidly approaching. It is Thursday, February 6th. Uh, we are in need of donations of food as well as volunteers. You can look in the Our Life for a little more information also, there is an actual sign-up sheet out in the lobby at Sign-Up Central, so stop by if you think you'll be able to help. Just a reminder that we are in the year 2020, our year-long emphasis on focus on faithfulness. We have several invitations for you. Uh, for today, we invite you to come to our 4 o'clock Contemplative Practices class. Week two, we were thrilled with our first event last week. We had over 40 people there, and so we would love to welcome more. If you feel God stirring you to check it out, come and join us at 4 o'clock. We will be done by 5.30. We meet in Fellowship Hall, and child care is available. This is the last day that the resource table is open. We did get some more Bibles, study Bibles in this week, so stop by, along with all of the other devotional Bibles, if you've been, or devotional books. If you've been putting this off, today is the day to stop by and get something. Also, our Wednesday Good Shepherd Cafe will be meeting, this is week three of five, and they meet at 5.30, they begin with a meal. Your financial statements of giving are in the lobby for 2019. Hopefully you noticed the table right as you came in. If you pick yours up, you will save us 50 cents in postage. So if you're able to help and do that today, thank you. Also, looking ahead next week is the Super Bowl of Caring. And even though probably none of our favorite teams are in the Super Bowl, um, we can still do some good that day. By bringing a little extra cash or maybe some canned goods, we will have the two teams, who are they? I can't remember. Anyway, the two teams that are playing, um, you can vote for whoever, is, if you care, who wins. Um, so come ready, and all of the donations and all of the food that we get we help out our local food pantry, so uh, needs food pantry, so be aware of that. Good morning. Good morning. A reading from Isaiah chapter 9. Nevertheless, that time of darkness and despair will not go on forever. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali will be humbled, but there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles which lies along the road that runs between the Jordan and the sea, will be filled with glory. 
The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge the nation of Israel, and its people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest and like warriors dividing the plunder. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. You will break the oppressor's rod, just as you did when you destroyed the army of Midian. Here ends the reading. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no divisions in the church. Rather, be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. For some members of Chloe's household have told me about your quarrels, my dear brothers and sisters. Some of you are saying, I'm a follower of Paul. Others are saying, I follow Apollos, or I follow Peter, or I follow only Christ. Has Christ been divided into factions? Was I, Paul, crucified for you? Were any of you baptized in the name of Paul? Of course not. I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, for now no one can say they were baptized in my name. Oh yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus, but I don't remember baptizing anyone else. For Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the good news, and not with clever speech for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our gospel today comes from the book of Matthew. When Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He went first to Nazareth, then left there and moved to Capernaum, beside the Sea of Galilee, in the region of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill what God said through the prophet Isaiah. In the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, beside the sea, beyond the Jordan River, in Galilee, where so many Gentiles live, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who lived in the land where death casts its shadow, a light has shined. From then on, Jesus began to preach, repent of your sins and turn to God, for the kingdom of heaven is near. One day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their father Zebedee, repairing their nets. And Jesus called them to come too. They immediately followed him, leaving the boat and their father behind. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. Here ends the reading. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. 
couple of Sundays ago, I was walking through the lobby in between services, and I overheard Good Shepherd member Buzz Dorward ask Pastor Alice a question. Buzz had purchased one of the study Bibles at our resource table, and he was holding it up as he approached Alice, and he asked her, now how would you propose a person begin to tackle a book like this? It's a great question, because this is a daunting book. Well, I was on the move, so I didn't hear how Alice answered Buzz. But I've been thinking about that question and how I would answer it. So I thought I would share my thoughts with all of you this morning. How might you tackle this book? Well, I would suggest that you start by reading through the Gospels. Start with either Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Save John for later. Pick up a gospel. Read through it. Read through it a couple of times, maybe a chapter a day. But read it through this lens. Read it as a student of Jesus. Imagine that Jesus is your mentor and your teacher, so pay particular attention to who Jesus hangs around with and how he cares for people and what he teaches and how he lives. Notice when Jesus goes off by himself to pray and ponder how the words and actions of Jesus speak directly into your life. Take our gospel lesson today, for example. Jesus calling the first disciples, Andrew, Peter, James, and John. Matthew tells us they were fishermen. They weren't, but they weren't hobby fishermen. They fished for a living. It's how they put food on the table and how they paid their bills. They had made a considerable investment in their equipment and in learning the trade. Fishing was probably what they expected to do for the rest of their lives. That is until that day when Jesus showed up, when Jesus walked by and said, follow me and I'll make you fish for people. The story says that immediately those disciples left their nets, left their boats, left their families, and followed Jesus so they could fish for people, which I think means to invite more and more people into the net of God's love and joining God's mission in the world. Now, as a person who's trying to tackle this book, I would suggest that you picture yourself in this story. Imagine Jesus coming by your workplace, whether you work from a cubicle or a classroom or a construction site or an office or if your work is at home. Imagine Jesus walking by one day with this invitation, follow me and I will make you fish for people, or however that might translate into your vocation. Now imagine yourself walking away from all of it, all of the investment you've made in learning your trade, the security of a paycheck, even walking away from your own family, 
walking away from the very life you know. I mean, can you imagine walking away from all of it to follow a person you don't even really know? Right, I can't imagine it either. Well, on some days, the idea of leaving everything behind does sound rather appealing. Chances are most of us, all of us, are not going to do what those disciples did. We just aren't. And this is where it gets tricky if you are trying to be a student of Jesus. Because you might read a story like this and you might admire those disciples that they did leave everything behind to follow Jesus. But you might also think, well, this story isn't really relevant for my life because I could never do what they did. And so you just throw out the story is just a good story. Well, here's the good news. Jesus also needs disciples who don't completely upend their lives and drop their nets and follow. Because God king, God's kingdom needs people who keep fishing, people who keep fishing but are also disciples of Jesus. And God's kingdom also needs whatever it is that you do, but that you do what you do as disciples of Jesus. So let's stick with the fishing theme and let me propose this. What if, what if your life right now as you know it is your fishing hole? What if the cast of characters that is in your life right now are your opportunities to fish for people? And fishing for people simply means that you share the love and grace and forgiveness of Jesus within those relationships. I mean, obviously, we are called to model a Jesus life by loving our neighbor in a broader community, too. But what if your main fishing hole is your day-in and day-out life? So today, on, in the car, on your way home, you find a way to model grace. Or you show forgiveness to a coworker tomorrow morning, or compassion to a family member on Tuesday night. What if you took on a posture of servant leadership at your work or in your community? That you saw people first and bottom lines second. What if your life as you know it is your fishing hole? How might that affect how you hear this call from Jesus today? Last week I had a brief conversation with someone who's struggling with a hard question. And I know that it's a question that many of you are struggling with. This is a woman, she's a grandma. She and her husband raised their kids in this church, going to church every Sunday. Now their kids are married and have kids of their own. But the kids and the grandkids don't go to church. The grandkids haven't been baptized. 
That's hard, right? Because you wish your kids were connected to a faith community and they were raising their kids in the faith. But what can you do? Well, what if your life right now, as you know it, is your fishing hole? How can you model the life and love of Jesus in your closest relationship? What if fishing for people meant modeling a life of Jesus for your grandkids? Maybe every once in a while, talking with them about your faith and about how your faith informs and instructs and inspires how you live your life in the world. You see, as people experience God's grace through you, as they see God's love come alive in you, they may get curious about this Jesus guy that you follow. And who knows how God might be at work in that. I mean, what if your life right now, as you know it, is your fishing hole? So we are beyond thrilled at the response we've had so far on Wednesday nights to the Good Shepherd Cafe. Now, Pastor Alex, he's a smart guy. And so the first night when he had a room full of parents, he didn't just assume that he knew what they wanted out of that time. He asked them, and they weighed in. And one of the first things those parents said was, How do we make faith practices a part of our daily rhythm at home? And how do we worship with our squirrely kids? Now, those parents may not realize it, but what they are asking is, how can we make our life right now, as we know it, our fishing hole? How do we live as a Jesus life with our kids to draw them into the net of God's love? They're putting themselves into this story. They're hearing Jesus invite them to fish for people. Buzz, thanks for the question and the prompt for this sermon. This is a daunting book but it has a lot to say about many things. It reveals, about, it reveals how much God loves the world and you. It contains God's great plan for our salvation. It reveals God's hope for how we would live Jesus-centered lives. And it invites us to go fishing. You may remember the old cartoons when someone would put a sign on their desk or on their door, gone fishing. Well, what if you made a sign like that and put it somewhere where you would see it every day and then you trusted that your life right now as you know it is your fishing hole? Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, 
we would be most honored by your presence.